second. Yeah, 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 I'm coming. Hold on. Ron? What are you doing here? There's something I need to tell you. Are we alone? Quick, grab anything you can. We gotta go. Is there a back door? They're coming. They're coming. Oh god, they're here. Go. Damn this wicked planet. Welcome to the Wicked Planet Podcast, episode 107. We are coming at you once again from the haunted garage in an undisclosed location known to nobody but myself and Ron from the vast, misty, rolling hills, wildlife, forests, streams, meadows, brooks, and fucking coastal line. Welcome to the show, you fuckers. Tonight in studio, we are joined... I thought last week was for the last time, but apparently not. You know her as the drug addict enthusiast. Others know her as the wannabe witch. But we here at the Wicked Planet know her best as the demon from hell. But before we get to all that, you know as you know him as Ron from New England. Others know him as the man that will be late to his own funeral. Some as the fondling breasticle master, but others know him as the dual-wielding dildo demon of the North. Ron, what's going on? Somebody sounds like they're either in a good mood or really not in a good mood tonight. I'm in a pretty stanky mood, Ron. That's all right. You'll come into it. So, Kristen, thank you for coming. And I think for a full disclosure, Kristen is, in fact, not a drug addict. Thank you. I see those track marks in her arms. Yeah, right. Why is she always wearing long sleeves? It's because she's been doing heroin. It's because she's always freaking cold. Kristen, we all know it. We so, all know. I just, it's a safety net. It's like per, the kid that wears the helmet all the time. I always need to wear a sweater. Buckley, his mom was showing me kid pictures. Oh, he wore God. a helmet. He used to wear like a modified hockey helmet when he was a little kid. Yep. Yeah, and she had that's him har- true. She, she had you harnessed to a swing set. What was that all about? Well, it was because I was retarded when I was younger. And Your then, head is weird shaped from that helmet. Yeah, when I grew up, it it, 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 it it like grew into itself, but I was actually, I had, a, they call it mild retardation ideos. It's a form of child retardation that goes away once you reach uh, manhood. 40. <laughs> <laughs> 
So essentially, what happens is you're you're you know you grow into your head, but also you just do dumb shit. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm convinced it's yeah. a thing. Back when Saturday Night Live was good, and I got to admit, lately they've had some pretty funny skits with this new guy that imitates Trump. He's actually pretty funny. You woke liberal, and uh, makes me sick. They had this skit of this little kid, but he was out on a playground. He had a harness, <laughs> and he wore like a, a helmet, little kid helmet, and it was short, running really fast, and he would come to the end of his harness, and his legs would fly up, and he'd fall down. I don't know. Isn't that? Can, I feel like that's. That's like abuse. They shouldn't be portraying that on the screen. That's what I'm saying. It was back when Saturday Night Live Being was a, good. <laughs> a, oh, this was back in the day. Oh, back in olden okay. times. Yeah, oh, yeah, I was pretty retarded when I was younger. I didn't. I didn't actually ride the short bus though, because I was so retarded. I rode the micro bus. Did they have a little special like a minivan? Yeah, that was, come to get you. You <laughs> yeah. see the little minivans with the lights up top. And- yeah, it was. It, it was a van that picked up only one student per van and they had like four dudes and inside was padded that would escort you to school and then basically all morning or the whole day i would just spend in one room it was like white padded walls yeah you know i was hugging myself the entire time my <laughs> arms crossed and, well, you couldn't help it because the straitjacket makes you do that, right? And then every every now and then there would be like a uh, like a buzzer. It was be like, bang, and then I'd have to face the wall, and then uh, and open my mouth, and some somebody would come in with like a little droplet thing and, and put stuff in my mouth, and then I, it made me feel really good, but it kind of <laughs> made me feel like foggy and weird, and I don't know. So it just made me want to like sit around a lot, you know. You were sedated, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there might be some days now that you need sedation. So everybody was giving me a hard time because I was late to come to do the show. <laughs> Quite late. Well, okay. First of all, Kristen was very butthurt. Yeah, Buckley doesn't give a shit. No. I, I'm just kind of used to it by now. I'm just like, whatever. Okay, how many times does that happen? Every time. Ah, Almost every, every n- no. Let's say. Don't even go there. Let's go 88% <laughs> of the time. 88? 80 okay. I'm always here. for. I'm here all day. Yeah, he is here all day. I know. But we also. Well, we don't have to get into we, it. We, <laughs> We gotta air this out. Well, I think we do, Chris. We gotta air it out. All I'm saying is, you should have just, when I said I'm on my way, you should have been like, hey, you know what? Instead of saying I'm leaving the door unlocked for you, you should have been like, you know, I might, let's let's come at six instead because I won't be there till 6 30. Well, in, in your defense, you did not know what I had to do when I went home. That's yeah, right. yeah no, shove, I'm not He had to you. shove dr- drugs up his dog's butt. Yeah. Do you know how disgusting that is? But, oh, so, upper butt? Oh, upper butt. Is that like an upper decker? So last week I had mentioned that I was going to the Cape for the weekend, and we put our dogs in boarding when we go away. Oh, God. And so obviously getting on the Cape is a total cluster. Sagamore Bridge is under construction, so it's only two lanes when it's typically four. Backed up to get on into the Cape. Anyways, got all past that. Had a great Friday afternoon. Went out Friday night. Had a few drinks. Went to a place called Embers. Fancy, uh, Ron. No, no, no. It's a brick oven pizza joint. It's really good, too. Brick oven? Yeah. And How much uh, does that cost a pizza? Yeah, I, yeah, I bet it's like 40 bucks a pizza. Seriously? Is it thin? <laughs> yes. Yeah, thin. thin, cheap pizza. <laughs> no, it was you, very... Uh, I prefer a little thicker crust, but it was good. Did you drink Cristal with that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I drank Cristal. That brick oven pizza? No, I think I drank 
Sam Adams, actually. Oh, big, big surprise. But uh, but anyway, so, and then Saturday, I wanted to go to Provincetown, but they said, oh, no, we're going to Martha's Vineyard. And I'm like, thinking to myself, what the fuck are we going to do at Martha's Vineyard? Hey, you wanted to go to the gay place. I wanted to go hang out in Provincetown. Fuck the vineyard. Go to the place with all the gay people. Well, that's, it's that's really where the fun shit happens. It's really fun to people watch in Provincetown. It's freaking hilarious. Yeah. P-Town's great. Well, not only that, but I have a friend that lives there, and I wanted to give him a call and have him come have a drink with us. So anyways, and, and so alleyway. so, anyways, long story short, we end up going to Martha's Vineyard. And I got to say, uh, if you're ever on the Cape, if you've never been to Martha's Vineyard, I've never been there. I imagined it as just a bunch of rich assholes, great big mansions literally everywhere. It's not like that at all there. Really? I was shocked. Doesn't Obama have a house there? He does, and I tried to Google it, but nothing would come up. Mm, shocking, because he's dead. Here's what. Here's what's interesting. They must have like super ordinances of what you could do to your house or what you could build for a house or whatnot. Because it's it's actually when you get away from where the ferry comes in, there's like three towns: is Vineyard Haven. That's where the ferry comes in, and then you have a good sized town called Edgar Town. And then, uh, well, then there's Owl's Head behind, between that. And then you go on the other side of the island. They have a uh, lighthouse there. So I have some pictures. I'll post them on my Instagram next day or two. But uh, it was really cool. And they have these, like, little little towns, like you would think, like a little New England town. But all the houses, just like standard house. I mean, I actually was telling my wife, I was like, this looks no different than, like, driving through New Hampshire or Vermont. Literally looks no different. And it's not all beaches. Like, you think there's beaches everywhere just because it's an island? It, it no, isn't. It's probably pretty rocky, right, on the outskirts? Well, there's a lot of cliffs, apparently. Yeah. But they have these dirt roads that go way out to where the mansions are. <laughs> yeah, where, yeah, you're, no, where seriously. you're not allowed to go. No, you, well, <laughs> probably. Is, is, is Martha's Vineyard where, like, the whaling happened a lot? That's Nantucket. Oh, I'm thinking Nantucket. That's Damn Nantucket, it. yeah. Damn Which right. is even smaller. Okay. No but uh, but it, I was really just surprised at how really cool Martha's Vineyard is. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and, I, and we found this, uh, like, uh, and I forget what church it was. And I wanted to look it up before the show, but, like, this, I want to say, like, a commune where they have this big common with this great big gazebo, like huge gazebo, and a big screen where, like, either they watch movies or they do the sermons. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they call it down there, they call it the gingerbread houses. <laughs> That's what they call them. Yeah. And it's <clears throat> all these house after house after house inside these one-lane roads. Yeah. And they're all gi- like gingerbread houses. They're all very ornate, and some of them are nice and some are run down. Mm. I got a bunch. Of, I got a few pictures of those. I'll post those as well. But it was really cool. But it was kind of like a like a church commune getaway type of deal, maybe. So very culty. First thing I thought of. <laughs> First thing I thought of when we got in there, I go, oh there my god! Probably like a. This was a cult. There's probably like a nest of vampires on that island or something. Okay, vampires are in Provincetown. Well, close enough. Martha's Vineyard. According Providence. to who? It's American quite Horror a, Story? No. Did you know that that American Horror Story was based on a true true story? I believe it. Yeah. I didn't know that, though. Well, yeah. Vampirism was... It is real. Well, well, well. It's just not the way Hollywood portrays it. It might be real. Well, okay. So, like, the drinking of blood thing, I think, is real. People do that, yeah. <laughs> in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Vampirism... Wasn't that just like a, a, a disease? Was it tuberculosis? TB? There was there was some disease that everyone thought was vampirism because it was very infectious uh, back in the olden days. And like uh, one family would get it 
right? And then they would all get sick. So people thought they were like vampires because they would find blood like inside of their body in weird places. Oh, I see what you're saying. Human blood. I forget what disease it was, but everyone thought they were vampires. Not sure about that. My wife did ask me why I really wanted to go to Provincetown. I said, well, I had to kill two vampires this weekend. Uh, we, I said, but I guess that's not going to happen. We know the real reason. Yeah. Like, it was bear weekend, and you wanted to come out as a bear. To tell you the truth. Because you're big and hairy. There was probably nothing going on there. Probably not. But uh, I don't know. I just had it in my mind. I wanted, I wanted to go last time I was there and got fucking sidetracked. But anyways, we go to Martha's Vineyard. We, we get off the ship. We're walking around. And I'm like, okay, what are we going to go see? Because I figured they would have trolleys, like sightseeing trolleys. They don't remember that shit there. And you got to remember, it's off season right. on Martha's Vineyard, right? So we're walking around. And we, and we did some walking. I looked around, which is kind of painful with my hip situation. Then I saw... There was a Hertz rent-a-car thing. So Krista walks up, and she's like, oh, how much to rent a van? I rent a car. Oh, all we have is minivans. They're 150 bucks, But budget has cars that are cheaper. I'm like, okay, we'll check it out. So I called him, and it was some kid. Come to find out he was from Bulgaria. His family moved to Martha's Vineyard. They drive you Bulgaria. around? No, they own the budget rent-a-car. Oh, nice. So I said, okay. Uh, and this was like, I want to say 11 o'clock in the morning when I called him. And we wanted to be off the island back on the Cape. Uh, at Woods Hole by like seven because it's like a 45 minute ferry ride. I said, okay, how much to rent a car for the rest of the day? He goes, oh, I got brand new SUV, uh, brand new, <laughs> brand new Kia, brand new Kia, $99. Uh, that's not bad, I guess. For the uh, day? Yeah. Wow. And I'm like, sold, we'll be right there. Nice. Brand, brand, literally brand spanking new car. So what the fuck was up with your dog? Well, we're getting there. Oh. So, so because we were going to come back from the Cape on Monday. Yeah. And this is something I probably I don't think I had a chance to tell you. But so we go to Martha's Vineyard. Cool. We came back, went out to eat to Sea Dog Pub, which is awesome. So anyways, that night we get back to the hotel and I'm trying to go to sleep. Finally get to sleep about midnight. All of a sudden, my wife's waking me up. Lights are flashing everywhere. I'm like, what the fuck is going on now? Lights are flashing? Fire alarm was going off. Oh. And it was a room upstairs in the same building, and they were raising hell up there. Like the, like the night before, there was broken Coors beer bottles outside. Kind of riffraffy. And this is a really nice place, too. This is a hotel? It's a resort. A resort. So the fire alarm's going off. We're on the ground floor. We had a slider, so I opened the slider, look outside, and there's just people walking around. I'm like, there's no fucking fire trucks here. And I figured it was the Hellraisers. Maybe one of them had pulled the fire alarm, right? Just being an asshole. So, I don't know, half hour later of the alarm going, ah, 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 they shut that off. And I'm like, okay, so it's cool. Nobody knew what was going on. So I start to fall asleep. And then the fucking alarm goes off again. <laughs> and then my wife's like, oh, there's a fire truck over by the office. Well, the next morning, we found out there actually was a fire in the complex. Oh, shit. There was a fire in one of the rooms in one of the off buildings. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? So now I can't get back to sleep. That's a good night. What time was it? At that point, probably 1, 1 in the morning. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. And then we get a call first thing in the morning that my female at boarding was throwing up. She had diarrhea. There was blood in her blood in her stool. She's throwing up bile. My wife's like, okay, just keep me posted. And we'll probably just head home to get her. 
And it's like pouring outside. I'm like, okay, we could go home. I don't give a fuck about staying on the Cape another day in the pouring rain. You can't do anything. Yeah. So then 20 minutes later, they called, oh, we're taking her to the emergency vet. And I'm like, okay, fuck that. We're going. We're going home. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's my fucking kid. Yeah. I said, I said, we're going home. So try to get off the Cape on a Sunday around noontime. No. You got to leave either super early or super late. Well, we were going to come back Monday morning. And then we forgot it was uh, Marathon Monday. Oh, shit. So I'm like, <laughs> I said, either way, it's a crapshoot. Let's just go for it. Yeah. So uh, so we were stuck in traffic for about an hour. An hour? To get over the bridge. That's not bad. It's was bad enough. <laughs> because, well, I'm thinking, how sick is my dog? Is she going to fucking die? Well, that's true. They took her to the uh, emergency vet. So anyways, long was story short. Was it really sh- that bad, though, the dog? I, well, it was bad enough for boarding to take her there. Okay. So we get there, and I'm like, okay. We pack her food and her treats, so we know it wasn't something she ate, right? I also know that as she's gotten older, she's been very needy and very clingy. And I said, on the weekend, they don't have daycare, so she's not out running around and playing with other dogs and being her, having her brain occupied. I told my wife, I said, I bet she was so fucking stressed out thinking that she got abandoned. And we all know the videos that I share on Instagram. Oh, God. You're like the fucking, what is those? In the arms of Sarah an angel fly away. That, those commercials with the dogs that are like in, in living in like a fucking trash can. And one eye is bulged out. Yeah, and they're like. One of their missing, paws is like missing. A, a leg. Or, yeah. What? Oh, God. Anyways, my dogs are better taken care of than most humans. So anyway, get to the emergency vets. And she's very lethargic. And, well, come to find out, they gave her a bunch of meds, and that's why she was lethargic. Anyways, did a bunch of tests. I know about that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You had a similar experience. From back in the day when I was, oh, no. And then and then she tested positive for pancreatitis. Woof. So I'm like, okay, that shit just doesn't, you know, it wasn't anything she ate or anything like that. So I Googled it, and apparently... Stress in dogs can trigger acute pancreatitis. Yeah, I'm sure it can. Pancreatitis or whatever you say. Uh, so what yeah. was the damage on this sucker? How much did it cost? Yeah. <laughs> a little over a thousand bucks. <gasps> on top of... I mean, mine's not as bad as yours. On top of the boarding fee, which no. they did give us a discount. So, yeah. But anyway, so she's home and I have to give her all these meds before she eats and special food. I had to make special food for her. And tonight... I had to take little G home because my wife wasn't home and I had to give Willow all her meds and get that all set up. And that's why I was late. God damn it, Ron. Why are you late? It's not acceptable. You need to be on time. Okay. My dog comes first. (sighs) My dog was also sick this weekend. Not as sick as Ron's, but had a fever, mucus and was coughing and it was lethargic. It was it was just like laying around. I was like, I thought it was just being lazy, but it, then I was like, it's a she, right? It's a she. Yeah. <laughs> what are her pronouns? Anyway, so I decided to take her to the vet. I was there for four fucking hours. Oh, they, sucks. they made me wait in the car because, like, what she had could have been infectious or to other dogs, whatever. So I get in there. The first lady was super nice. Like, she was a little too nice. <laughs> She was like chatting me up, which was nice. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, you work outside? Yeah, I know it's your summer. And I was like, oh, yeah, I work outside. Landscape, like, yeah, I'm sunburned. She's like, oh, I'm sunburned too. I was like, oh, okay. And then she proceeds to like show you, show me her sunburn. And oh, I'm like, I was joking. I'm like, no, 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 this really happened. I'm like, 
what, what, what are you doing? Like, she's like, take, you know, they wear like the, the, the gown, the front gowns that like go over. Yeah. So she's like taking that off and like, oh, show me. I'm like, I know what a sunburn looks like. Like, you don't really have to show me. And she like pulls her shirt down and like shows me like the side of her boob. And she's like, yeah, I got it like right here. I'm like, lady, what are you doing? Weird. I'm sure that's what you said. No, I didn't. I was just like, uh, no, I didn't say that. That was in my mind. I was like, "What are you doing?" I was just kind of like, "Oh, yeah, look, uh, look, looks bad." Like, you don't have to like show me your cleavage. What did she say? Do you want to put some lotion on it? No, she was like, "Can I get your number?" I was like, "No, no, that didn't really happen." But she was super nice anyway. So then I I wait around this room for a little while. It's kind of shitty because my dog had like a really bad fever, so she was shaking. <clears throat> then the doctor comes in. Who I don't know what on what planet she got her horse from, but it must have been one that was super fucking high in the universal space because she was a fucking oh my god, she was a twatsicle and a half. This ginger woman comes in and she's like, first of all, no. Bedside manner, no personal skills, nothing. Well, some people just don't have that. Granted, that's true. But still, you know, if you're working with sick animals and there's people, I mean, I'm like pretty... Have a little compassion. Right. I I don't really give a shit that much. And it wasn't so much that. Like, if you're just one of, you know, I know you're working, you have a job to do, you got to get shit done, blah, blah, blah. You're doing this all the fucking time. So, yeah, I get it. You get a little desensitized. You don't really give a shit as much as, like, someone who brings their sick animal in there. But the thing that really pissed me off, or didn't really piss me off, but made me a a little, like, what the fuck you, lady, was that she, like, was talking down to me. And then when she was explaining things to me, she was like, is this making sense to you? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like you were retarded. Like I was fucking retarded. And I was just like, look. Man, she can read people. <laughs> she and she diagnosed me. <laughs> I just have to say that. But no, it, it was more just like, it was like because she's like, well, do you have any questions you understand? Like, And she was saying it a lot, not just like at the end. It was like every, it's like, lady, listen, just because you have a degree and like, Whatever doesn't mean I don't understand what you're saying. If I didn't understand what you were saying, I'd ask you questions. But everything she was saying was making sense. So I was like, okay, yeah, yep, yep. It's a respiratory infection. Could lead to pneumonia. Could be very fucking bad. Dog could die. Blah, blah, blah. Understood. So you don't need to talk down to me. Second of all, those places, they just want to fucking get money. Oh, my God, yeah. They are fucking money fiends. Literally. They were like, immediately when she came in, she's like, well, we're going to have to run this test and that test, blah, blah, blah. And I'm definitely going to be like, most likely going to be recommending hospitalization. I'm like, what? Okay. So we're going to write you an estimate for the. um, Yeah. You notice that? Yeah. Because that's what they said to us. First off, this is not our first day at the rodeo. Right. We already know that an emergency vet, we're going to get fucked in the ass. Yeah, you get we already know that. ass blasted. We already know that. Ass blasted. So, uh, but I mean, that's, you know, they're providing a service and it is what it is, right? Right. But, but it's like, oh, well, let me go run some numbers. And I was like, dude, we're, right. not, we're not buying a fucking car. Just right. <laughs> fucking do some tests on my dog. Don't worry about the fucking money. Well, the thing is. And, that- and it's like, but they come back with an itemized. So yeah, they yeah, have yeah. this predetermined matrix of what 
what your dog's going to need based on its symptoms. It's just like, well, they come back, no shit, 10 different tests. And then, now this is two hours in. Oh, yeah. And then they come back, I think I want to test her for pancreatitis. Right. And I wanted to say, why did you fucking do that when you just ran the other 10 tests? Right. Well, because it wasn't on the estimate, right? So they came I, back with like, they came back with like a seven hundred dollar estimate for some tests, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, and I'm like, they're like, well, the doctor's also going to be recommending hospitalization. I'm like, okay, how much is that going to be? They're like, oh, it's like four thousand to six thousand dollars. I'm like, are you what? No, yeah. So I'm like, all right, give me meds. I'll take her home because it's no <laughs> different than <laughs> what they're going to do there. Meds. Get us out of there. Boom. Yeah. That's it. Kristen, what do you have to say about that? Anything? They always rip you off, yeah. Definitely. I've been in those situations, too, where, you know, especially one of the emergency ones around here, I had, like, really bad experience there, and I feel like anyone goes to that place, they all have the same story where they just wanted to kill their animal and then charge them a bunch of money, and it's, I don't know, don't be in the field to take care of animals if you don't compassionately care and want to take care of animals. Well, it's almost like, like it, it almost seems like they don't care, doesn't it? Yeah. Although I didn't really a goddamn robots. I didn't experience that with while well, one lady came in and Buckley and I were talking the other night. And we were trying to figure out if it was the same lady. Well, we went but, to the same vet, right? Yeah. So that's the other thing. Like our local caves. emergency vet caves caves was full, full and understaffed because again, they can't get anybody to work. So we ended up going to the one down by the airport in Manchester. Buckley was at the same one I was at. We probably missed each other by an hour or so. Wow. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. I didn't want to see you. It wasn't, yeah, we- it wasn't, it wasn't Wednesday. You I was off like, time. Yeah. God, that would be so. Ugh. So we both had very bad Sundays with our animals, but plus side is they're both doing better now. Kristen, how was your weekend? Fill us in. What did you do? Didn't you go like stare at some rocks or something? Um, I went to Salem on well, not not the weekend, but since the last time we were here, I went to Salem, and I will say there's a really cool horror museum. Okay, hold on. Which Salem? Mass. Okay. Yeah, and there's a really cool horror museum. It's called like Count Olox or something like that. I forget the exact name, but if you look up horror museum in Salem, Mass, you would you'd find it, and they have all these really cool life size wax figures of like Carrie it. The guy in Pet Cemetery, I guess, like the drill uh-huh. that has the hand yeah. drill, like that was really cool. They've got um, Beetlejuice, like life-size Beetlejuice, like sitting up on this thing. It was so cool to see all these wax figures, like face-to-face. So it was a wax museum. Yeah. It was That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Really like that. And then I got some, can- like, wolf teeth. I got some, you know, two uh, wolf teeth fangs because I collect the dead things and then over the weekend i took a solo trip things. up to the kangamangas i like it's one of my favorite things to do is just drive up there by myself and pull off where there are no cars and walk into the woods and sit by the river and i was playing my flute practicing the flute and all right doing some drugs and drugs you know, thought, smoking some weed see this is exactly what i was talking thought about. you said you weren't doing drugs no well, she's you know. off in the woods playing her flute and doing heroin just like a little woodland fairy should. <laughs> All right. First, oh my so God. the museum is called Count Orlox. So you had it right. I think I said Olaf. I was mixing up Olaf from Frozen. Close enough. Oh, yeah, yeah it's awesome. Yep. 
Yeah, so the Kangamangas is really, that's like 30 miles of nothing. It's overpopulated. There's no power lines. There's no, like, electronic S- interference. Stores and it nothing. Doesn't, yeah. It feels just really amazing. There, You still find trash out there, unfortunately, but not as much. And you still find people, but not as much. Unless it's obviously the fall season, then it's horrendous. Oh, in this summer, it gets pretty busy up there when they go on the river. Yeah. Well, if, you the dri- river. if you drive the Kank Highway, Kangamangas Highway... <laughs> There's just fucking cars everywhere. Yeah, but okay. there's plenty of spots to pull off where there's no cars. You just gotta. I, sh- I mean, I shouldn't share my own advice because don't take up my spots. I've got a lot of <laughs> spots on my my own personal map collection. I call them side quest. You side know, quest. take a little side quest. I collect the pine cones out there, and so we call side when we're hiking. We call side quests like uh, when you go off the trail by accident and you just start hiking, like because sometimes you, freestyling. You don't know where the trail is or you're just not paying attention. So you like start, we'll just go off trail and start hiking in the woods by accident. That's called side quest. And then today I think I went for a walk outside and I, I don't know what I found, but I found, you know, how sometimes you find some really big rocks and you're like, oh, that's a mineral. I know that that's, that's like a crystal. You could see the crystals on the outside of this one. And I was like, I'm just gonna, you know, I could see fault lines and I was going to try to like pry it off and get this thing. Cause it looked like, I don't know, some quartz, but it also kind of looked like it might've had like watermelon tourmaline properties to it, which is a valuable mineral you can mine in New Hampshire. And I went to go uh, slide the side of the rock off and i sliced my whole hand open and it was dripping you got blood. a big band-aid on yep that's a big gash under there too it's got like a face and a mouth and everything it'd swallow you if you made eye contact with it all right so was it crystals we got the uh crystals off and Crystal. i don't know what it is i have to crystal math have to bring it somewhere to be checked where, where, where do you bring it you know honestly the local pd yeah no, the, uh, there's a Capital Area Mineral Club. It's like $10 a year to join, but there's a bunch of old people in the group, old-timers that have been mining minerals for their whole <laughs> lifetime, and they know everything. So you have to, wait, are you part of this club? Yeah. So you pay $10 a month. To, a year. A, a year to be part of this mineral club. Yep, and you get to go on a field trip and go mining, and yeah, they they put on the, uh, you know, in Concord House, Concord, New Hampshire, they do that big mineral show in August at the Everett. Uh-huh. I don't yeah. know yeah, about that. The no. Capital Area Mineral Club puts that on. There, there are a lot of crystals there and shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like... I think we need some for the studio. No. What are you going to get? Crystals are weird. Some crystals for the energy. The tachyon energy. It would only be cool if it was like a giant crystal. Well, we should have a Faraday cage around this whole thing. There should oh. be Faraday suits when we walk in. You suit up. A ferret cage? Faraday. It blocks the electromagnetic frequencies and oh no we sh- if we we actually should have hazmat suits coming in here that's just, what I, we just really walk it into have. the garage yeah, yeah. yeah. into the bathroom <laughs> and like, cut it uh, out Kristen it's not that bad <laughs> the bathroom's a little grody Ron it's not that bad we also need stuff for ghosts because there's a lot of ghosts up here well that's true like some I don't know what's good for ghosts well demons are salt right doesn't work I, you saw me with my bag of chips. Salt chips? Yeah, that was fine. No, that's not going to work. Garlic is for vampires. It's not going to work because mm-hmm. you ate all of them. <laughs> Did you guys have potato chips? I'm freaking starving. She ate oh, a whole, you want some? She no. ate a whole <laughs> bag of potato chips. <laughs> no, the I didn't. The whole thing is gone. All right, no. so we she, all... And the thing is, she didn't even offer me any. I did, she too. Was you like, said you already oh, had oh, chips oh. for breakfast and, and lunch. And she was like... Oh, oh. You know what we're going to do in here for the ghosts? I uh, There's this candle thing you can do. You shut down all the lights. You... Put the record, like you record the audio and you make sure it's completely pitch black everywhere. 
and you just have this candle flame and you, I guess, ask it questions and then you give time of silence and you won't hear anything physically next to you. But when you play back the recording, apparently you sometimes you hear responses. <laughs> we could do that. I haven't I tried it, but know, I think maybe. it'd be cool to try it here. I don't really fuck with ghosts. Buckley is afraid of ghosts. I'm not afraid. I just don't like them, all right? I, I remember like when your brother came and we did. We were up in the barn. You're like, yeah, I don't think I'm just going to wait outside. <laughs> I don't like them. I know. You all were right. freaked out. That's fine. All right. It's fine. But uh, so, yeah, so we all had an interesting weekend. Like on Saturday, I'm going to do oh, yeah. biofeedback therapy, which oh, is yeah. when they connect you to some sensors that read the electromagnetic frequency of your different parts of your body, and apparently it's supposed to help with a whole bunch of things, so we'll see. She's a quantum medicine doctor, so she's like studied quantum physics and all these things. And that sounds like a bunch of heebie-sheebie jargons. A quantum physics what? She's a quantum medicine uh, specialist, so she studies in so she's medicine, like, like bioenergetic medicine. So she's she like hocus in, pocus. It's like your physical body, your ethereal body, your emotional body, your spiritual body. It's all these different layers of you and your energetic level and the resonance and vibration that you have. And she'll see which, how oh. much like vital energy you have left, which organs are off their frequency. And then like she was saying, for example, if your liver is off of its frequency or its balance, then you'll probably be dealing with like a lot of anger in your life. And... I don't know. I've learned some. I've read about some of these things in other, like traditional Chinese medicine and things like that. So I'm excited to. Oh no, there's something to it. it. As far as I'm concerned, there's something to it. Well, yeah. isn't the universe basically just energy and vibrations and frequencies? Yeah. And frequencies. Yeah. Yeah. I can ask Elon Musk because it's not what? Because all, all this stuff is really just. Just an alien. It's all the same thing. Do you know what I mean? In my opinion, like there's not. I mean, I know in reality, in our perception, and what we perceive, and what we see. There's a difference between that that hat, this table, and us. But in my opinion, I don't think there really is. Maybe it's just the way that our brain decodes certain things, like whether it's the light from the sun going into our eyes or whatever and being projected out into the, into the realm. But I, like, I don't really see much difference in the physical nature of the universe as a whole. I think it's all the same. But So wrong. But... There's different frequencies. Yeah. that And so there is a difference of that. So there's different frequencies, and that's why we see different things, and that's why things are different, because they're vibrating at a different fre- frequency. Yeah, no, I got sense? Different At different frequencies, yeah. So that's interesting, because I was just reading something, and it was saying that the human eye can only see at a certain frequency. Right. But other animals, like cats, for example... And dogs can see at other freak, different frequencies. And that's why, yes. have you ever seen, well, your dog does it at your house, right? Oh, God, I hate when she does My that. dog does it at my house on occasion, too. And uh, uh, Willow does. Uh, Opie, he doesn't care about too much. But Willow, she'll just come in, and, I'll, and I mean, it's pitch black outside. She'll jump up on the sofa, look out the window, and just be flipping out. So I'm yeah. like, and I'm talking 10, 11 o'clock at night. So I'm like, okay, maybe there's deer out front because my wife's been sending me a lot of deer around now. So I put the outside floodlights. There's nothing out there. I'm like, okay, what are you barking at? Sam Squatch. Yeah. So, so, and and I know because you have weird shit going on at your house, Buckley. And, no. and your dog, what? She goes to the top of the stairs and when like she, freaks out. When she barks out the window, I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't give a fuck about that. It's when she like 
is just looking up the stairs, like clearly looking up from like the living room. Just like, what the fuck? Why are you barking like at the? Top yeah, of the well, stairs? that's freaky. You know what's even creepier? You're like that is really creepy. I don't like that. But I hate dogs it. are meant like dogs are here to protect us in this physical world. Cats, the scene, are able to protect us in the astral world. And I, you know, sleep record myself sleeping, video record it, and I'll see my cat just sitting over me, staring at me, watching over me the whole night while I'm sleeping, just making sure the astral realm all around me is a safe space. I think you need to get rid of that cat. No, I'm. I used to dream about this cat before he even existed. I think we've had lifetimes together. Honestly, there would be a black cat in my dream that would follow me around and it looked just like this cat. And when I met him multiple times, I would have that dream throughout my life where something would be happening in the dream. And then I just turn around and I'd have this cat following me, protecting me, walking behind me at a distance. And I never interacted with a cat in my dream. But then, you know, the day came where I was going to adopt a cat and I met this cat and we just we had that eye connection where his eyes got real big. My eyes got real big and we just. You, you we imprinted interfaced. it. We we imprinted on each other, and you downloaded each he, other. He comes into my dreams all the time. Cats are fucking psychopaths. That's all I gotta say. Not mine. He's cool. They're goddamn serial killers. Well, they say you're either a dog person or a cat person. I happen to be both, so I'm with you, Kristen. No, because, I like cats. Okay, don't get me wrong. I but, like cats. Well, what I'm saying though, I've never not had a cat. This is my first cat. Never. Like when we first moved up to the the big farmhouse at the haunted garage. We didn't bring any cats with us, right? Because we didn't have a cat at the old house. But one showed up, like, within weeks. And, of course, the big barn was probably a barn cat, right? So I'm like, oh, okay, cool, cat. And I had to sneak it in the house because my father would fucking flip out. Well, eventually, he got attached to him, too. Uh, because cats, the Egyptians revered cats as gods, and I think they are. I think it's because they had the ability to protect in the astral realm, and Egyptians were able to transpend, transcend space and time. Did you know that the Egyptians, like, uh, say, wealthier Egyptians or whatever, when they passed away, they w- somebody would basically kill their cat, and they would mummify their cat, just like they do the human, and they would put the cat in the tomb with the person, so the person would go to the next life with his cat. See, that's interesting. I did not know that. You didn't know that? No, but I oh, tell yeah. my cat all the time. Like, I literally tell him, I'm like, you have to be here for my whole life. Like, I hope we die the same day together. And I don't know how to do that, obviously, without, you know, doing a murder-suicide type of thing. And I'm not going to obviously ever... Cats can live a long time if you take care of them. Yeah, I know, but I just want to die together. But why? Why? But why? Why are they the 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 protectors of the spiritual or the probably because like Ron's not, they can see more. But another the weird see thing, see more. They can see. Well, more. They can. Yeah, cats what the can fuck see things. They, what do they do though? They got to be doing something. Like you can't just see stuff and be a protector. I think they can astral project. Are they fighting? Like I think cats have secret secret superpowers. Are they fighting? Like are they clawing shit up in the other realm, or what are they doing? Meow, I like, mean, yeah, they're probably I, probably a cat is just like a shapeshifter of some sort of like some like in Sabrina, like the familiar, the protector, and it's just embodying a cat. In the meantime, I don't know. Shapeshifter? Maybe. I don't think cats are shapeshifters. I don't know. Sometimes you, I wonder. Did you ever wonder why <laughs> cats choose the human, not the other way around? No, but Wait, I what? know that my cat chose me. Yeah, that's what they've said about cats. Yeah. So so when we had all the barn cats here, and I rescued three of them, and actually was living at my house then, that was a long time ago, and I found a dead cat in one of the uh, driveways up here, little yeah. kitten. Yeah, fucking. Can I have the skull? He was long-haired black, Jesus too. Christ. He would have been a beautiful cat. And I'm like, okay, why is there a dead cat here? 
And then I go a little bit further. I go up into barn and I could hear. I go, oh my God, there's fucking cats in the barn. I looked, it took me an hour, but I found them. You know where they were? Between the first stall and the second stall, there's a space in between the floor. It's about five inches of a space. And I looked in there, and this is this is the only way I figured it out. We used to have antique tins, like old food tins, like on display, and some of them had been knocked over. So what they did was the mother had them inside the crawl space, and as she must have took off, something must have happened to her because she never did come back. She went out for a pack of smokes. And I think, right, like my, uh, my Uncle Wayne went out for cigarettes and milk and never came home. And I'm thinking, okay, that's why this other one went out looking for her. Yeah. And he must have not have been healthy and he just died. He wasn't run over or nothing. He was probably starving, just followed any sense. Yeah, he could have mom. been the runt. Well, these cats hadn't even been weaned yet. Sometimes yeah. runts get killed. He was actually about they the same marked. size as the other ones. Oh, really? So you so, saved all the cats? The so, remaining ones? so when I still got the pole up in the barn, I took this long pole and I took a coat hanger and I made a loop on it and I taped it because I couldn't reach them. And I went in and it was three cats. I saved them all three and I fed them and all that other horse shit. Have you ever heard yeah. of uh, Acoustic Kitty? Yes. You have. I have heard of that. Tell us. Well, so it's basically this CIA project where uh, they're essentially trying to make cats into like uh, spies or like spying devices. So they they took a cat and they were trying to like put a mic Infuse a mic into its ear, like an antenna down its spine, and like some other shit, kind of like cyber. Make it a cat, like an antenna. Yeah, like well, like kind of like a spying device where it could like go and record people and listen to people and blah blah blah. Um, and it was like a real project, but it didn't. I think like the first trial they did, the cat just got hit by a car. Stupid cat. They tried to have it go spy on some people, and it just like got hit by a car, so it didn't really work out. I kind of nixed it. But, you know, that's a real uh, – <laughs> so that, that whole cyber mixture of animals is, like, a real thing. But you know how – remember when we, I was always talking about birds aren't real? Oh, I've been seeing a lot about that lately. So this lady goes on Joe Rogan, and she starts talking about all the different animals that they're interfusing with, like, technology and making into, like, cyber animals. And some of those are birds and – making them into drones and stuff like that. Yeah. As well as bugs. So I'm not crazy. No, I saw that with mosquitoes too. And mosquitoes, yeah. yeah. Mosquitoes is one of them. Yeah. But what I find interesting, getting back more into spiritual aspect of cats. <laughs> <laughs> what? Spy? The spy? No, that's super interesting. Cool? Well, we're going to talk about that when we get into our subject here. There was always this old wives' tale that if somebody close to you passed away, they would return as a cat. Have you ever heard that? No. You've never heard that? I haven't. Okay, up at my house where I live, did I ever tell you the story next door? There was an old dude that lived there that my father said he could live there the rest of his life for free until he died. Maybe, but I don't... Yeah, his name know. was Lester. To catch show up. That's nice. After Lester passed away about two weeks later, this big furry black cat showed up and I named him Lester. Cats are cool. And he lived up in the barn, and he would just come down to the house every day, hang out on the deck. It's nice. I never fed him or nothing. I always made sure he had water, but I didn't want to feed him because I'm like, well, he's taking care of rodents and stuff, right? 
Yeah. But and he was healthy. He didn't. He wasn't starving. I mean, obviously, if he was starving and not healthy, I would have fed him. But that was the weirdest thing. And he was around for years. And then one day he just disappeared and he didn't come back. So I'm, I'm assuming something got him. So I. But, I um, but they do say that. I don't know. My tattoos. I have. Uh, they're jaguars. I've got a black jaguar and then like a spotted one on my arm. And they always, one of the reasons I really like them, not the initial reason why I got them, but like one of the reasons why I've always liked them is because when I was younger, I had a uh, black and white cat and then like an orange, like spotted kind of, uh, what do they call them? Like rustic. Tabbies. Tabby, yeah. Um, growing up. And they were like big ass cats. Like I kind of admired them because they were, re- they were outdoor cats. We lived in like the Mink Hills, which is like, you know, kind of in the woods, not like super out there but like pretty woodsy area oh, yeah. very very yeah. woodsy area and they were just kind of like badasses they were like 18 to 20 pounds each they were like big big boy both boys and they were like some of my favorite things but um cats in like the mine culture like the jaguar and the the well the jaguar uh, the black jaguar is like kind of like known as like the underworld mm-hmm. god and then like the the Spotted jaguars are like the sun god, so it's kind of like that yin and yang, yin and yang. Um, but also, and that was a Mayan thing, Mayan thing, yeah. right? But also, cats are cats are like a uh, or big cats, especially, are like a a sign of like power and like leadership and stuff like that. Did you know that most tabby cats are always males? Yeah, mine was. Big orange cats. It's big boy. And did you know that calico cats, not always, but 90% of the time, are always female? Yeah, I had a calico cat, too. Fucking psychopath. This cat was crazy. It was like one of those cats where I don't know what was wrong with it, but something was wrong with it, where it would, like, freak the fuck out. And, like, we literally would have to, like, lock it in rooms sometimes. And then, and because it was going crazy... Or, like, wouldn't let anyone go near it. And then one time we actually had to push it out a window. First floor. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like, Kristen, calm down, first of all. It was like a first floor of the house. So it wasn't very far. But, like, it was going and mental. So we had to, like, get pillows and literally push it out a window because it was It was like probably crazy. fighting off demons. I don't know what was going on with it. But it, we couldn't have it. <laughs> so that's how you got rid of it? You just pushed it out a window and said goodbye? No, no, no. No. that It just disappeared. It went off to live with another family, as we used to say. We don't know what happened to it after that. Wow. Or something. It just it went away, and we were like, all right. I just, my personal view, cats are on a different level than dogs are. Because cats are super intelligent. Well, dogs are too, but I'm not making a comparison. I'm just saying cats... They pick you. Like like my cat, Smokey, the one that got hit by the car out here and broke his leg and I rescued him. I have two female ragdolls at home that my wife rescued. And they're great cats. They're cool. But they're, they're female, so they're very standoffish. And evidently, well, that's a trait of a ragdoll, I guess. One of them, I swear to God, she's special needs. She has gotten very clingy with me in like the last year. Like, she'll come up and sleep with me at night now. But Smokey, if I'm not home, he goes and hides. If company comes to the house, he goes and hides. Uh. Well, because he was feral for the first, like, year of his life, right? 
So what's really weird, though, like if we go away like this weekend when we came home, I was home for like 20 minutes and I'm like, okay, where's my cat? Because, you know, because my mom and Gianna were going to the house to take care of the cats when I was gone. And I'm like, okay, where's my cat? So I called out to him. Two seconds later. Yeah, that's how my cat is. He won't, he'll hide from everyone. He won't even be able to see him. I can't even find him if anyone walks in. But it's not, I literally just say, where's my kitty? And he comes running out to me and he's like the sweetest boy to me. But to anyone else, he doesn't exist. And he was also a barn cat. But... I think that cat is clinging on to you lately, probably because you, you know, you were complaining about chest pain, and cats have the ability to like regulate the blood pressure. I think Ron's got some demons with him. Yeah, would you say a dual wielding dildo demon? Dual yeah, what the hell dildo. was up with that? Wait, what? That was good. I thought you'd like that for an explicit show some night. I'm going to tell you a story about one of those. Oh God. <laughs> you know what I like about cats? When Kristen's not here, yeah, I won't be here. <laughs> you know what I like about cats? Is that they kind of like, they don't really fucking need you, I feel like. They don't need you at all. And they're just like, you know, they could totally just be like, yeah, fuck you, I'm out of here. Some cats do that. Oh, okay, so remember I told you I rescued the three kittens? One of them, he was the alpha, and he was always beating up on the little one. And he finally had enough one day, and he took off. Never would come home. And I went and looked for him, called him, because, you know, the fuck's my cat. Yeah. That's sad. So, and then, like, a, a month later, I'd see him out at the end of the lawn, sitting on the stone wall. He just was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go do my own thing. <laughs> I'm tired of being bullied. I'm just going to go do my own thing. That's funny. I saw him around for, like, the longest time. But, yeah, I don't know how we got on the subject of cats, but cats are very cool. And... Just something like, because like, I share a lot of lost cats, too. And I've actually helped some people find their cats, so that's really cool. It's just something I like to do. Yeah. Buckley gives me a hard time about my posts. Good thing he doesn't go on my Facebook, because that's literally all I do on Facebook. Lost dogs, lost cats. Yeah. Sometimes a lost parrot or a cockatiel or whatever, right? But, uh, but no, cats have always been very, very cool. I had a calico cat once, and she had a whole litter, and I raised all them cats. Yeah, raised them all. I brought her into my, I knew she was pregnant, and uh, brought her up to my bedroom, and I took out one of my bureaus, drawers, and I took all my clothes out, and I put blankets and stuff in there, and she could fit in there, and she had the babies in my bureau. That's nice. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Benjamin Button. But they are special. Cats are special. Did you see that Netflix movie called Don't Fuck With Cats? Yeah. Yeah, we won't get into it, but it basically sums up where this guy was posting videos where he was harming cats, and they hunted that fucker down. Yeah, they did. They taught him a lesson. He won't do that again. Yep. Don't get a pet cat owner upset. You're talking about don't fuck cats. Not talking about dildos and cats. <laughs> okay, so we had a few things that we wanted to talk about. Actually, the cat subject's very good. If any of you, cool. If any of you listeners have any interesting stories or views on whether or not you think cats are have a spiritual connection because I think they do. I definitely think that they do. And I think they have certain powers. And the Egyptians revered them as gods, and there's got to be a reason for that. Plain and simple. I think since me and you both love animals so much, we should somehow try to like uh, feature an adoptable cat every... Well, I do that on Facebook. No, but I know. Like, we, could, we could match make cats with humans. Yeah. We could interview the people to make sure you're, you know, it's a good fit. You don't think I love animals? Oh, I think you do. I think, yeah, you don't have anything against them, but I don't think you have, don't you like, have I don't a cat? think you love them the way me no. and Ron do. 
We're like we have a connection. Yeah, yeah. Cat, we have a connection with our animals, and I mean, I know you do too. <laughs> what the hell is that supposed to? Be? <laughs> no, you just don't seem like. I mean, I drive by roadkill and I freaking cry a little bit sometimes. That's because so you're mean, a wiener. I don't even like running over a chipmunk. It gets me upset. Yeah. yeah. Well, apparently, yeah. I don't know. I won't get into it. But the biofeedback lady told me a lot without even scanning me. She said she didn't know anything about me. She said. I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. And that people like me can see more than other people as far as like being She's able like to a- see behind. Because I was talking about, I could tell that you were going to be a good fit for me because I saw a picture of you online and I could see behind your eyes. And she's like, oh, you have that gift. Not everyone has that. And I was like, oh, I didn't know. And then um, she's like, I can't help you. I'm sorry. Yeah. She explained why I cry when I see dead animals. And she's like, that pain that you feel is because it's pain that's actually deep within yourself. Yeah. Like, that hurt. That's no, I want to so know. I want to know how that goes. I'm excited. I really do. I want to know how that goes because I find that very interesting. And I think, I think, like I was reading more on the Rh negative blood recently, and uh, <laughs> there's there's a thing like you say you're on this world, but you're not of this world. Yeah, she's, just she's it just is a lot us. more. There's a lot more theories and information coming out that yeah, our fucking DNA is not from here. Yeah, and she said people like me have the ability to cross between multiple dimensions while being in this physical body, and then I'm just like stumbling around on the path, and she'll be able to help me astral project. Well, we need to work on that because I want to do that. Right. We did get an email or a DM from Uh-oh. somebody. Oh God! That Application was war- number one. That was warning. <laughs> that was warning Cha-ching. us. Be careful with astral projection. Oh, I don't think I'm going to Because of the it. terrestrial. Oh, I'm attempting it. I'm going to I mean, do the I whole dream, gateway tapes. I dream pretty vividly, so that's good enough. That is an out-of-body experience. I want to. me, what, do I, what, I, what am I going to do with it? Go to fucking Narnia and be like, what's up, bitches? I'm here. Like, what am I going to do? You can ask. You can go to different dimensions Have you and ever ask been to Narnia? It and might like, be nice. Problem solve. <laughs> yeah. What you am know? I going to yeah. Can you go back in time? You can go to like time theory of relativity. That's what astral projection is all about. It's like the theory of relativity. Time only exists based on... In the now. The perception or the the point of a start and an end of something that you perceive. That is time. It's like a man-made thing, but it's a, it's the astral a, body doesn't have a beginning or an end. Right. It just exists. Right. So, so you like can transcend. All, all points in time are now, essentially. Yeah. So it's like exactly. everything that's ever happened or occurred is essentially right now. Yeah. So it's basically like... Well, when we think about time, right? Well, obviously, it's man-made social construct for many different reasons. But when we think of time, it's like, well, the 1800s was like back then or whatever, right? But in reality, it's like not really. It was like... It could be right next to us. It could be right next to us, but also it, it was right now. There's just different people. And the way that men, that man and women... uh keep track of all this shit is through these constructs that we create in reality it's like well time it isn't really anything more than just like the present that makes sense yeah so it's like right now it's almost like the concept of alice in wonderland could bring you to a place where time doesn't exist right because we do know that time is a construct and that's something else i've been seeing you know what's weird when you start thinking about different subjects all of a sudden they start presenting themselves to you yeah, that that's really freaking bizarre. Yeah, well, the, I mentioned the biofeedback is because we're gonna maybe like introduce a little bit of gateway either this you know won't come tonight or in an upcoming show. But it's cool that we're talking about it because 
I have that appointment coming up. It's part of this document. And the how you're talking about how things just, like, start presenting themselves. Last, like, two nights ago, the day before I met the lady, like, at the morning I woke up, I was having this dream. And I can't remember much of it, but I know a lot of the beginning was a lot of stressful, like, it's, you know, not a pleasant dream half the time, more, more than half the time. But towards the end of the dream, I was in this room, and it was, like, all wood walls and, like, a stone fireplace next to me and just, like, a big viewing window in front of me, just, like, the biggest window I've ever seen. And I was sitting there naked, absorbing the sun, like, sitting, like, you know, like, I don't know, um, kind of like when you sit with your legs, like, folded underneath you and, but, like, still sitting up all the way, kind of like that Yeah, like the land of, land of Lakes lady. Yeah, basically. And I was, like, sitting like Indian that. And in my No, not Indian style naked. Nope. And I could feel the sun actually absorbing into my skin throughout my dream. And I've been having more dreams like that lately where I can actually have sensory, like I can feel things. But also in this document, it talks about an energy bar tool, how you can go absorb this light and basically charge up your full energy bar. And then that's what you need to be able to astral project so that you're not easily attacked by the terrestrial like shadow figures that are in that terrestrial plane and then sure enough that morning i meet her and she starts talking about how i like i'm able to astral project and i didn't even bring it up so it's like something like i said presenting itself yeah it's we're computers damn it we must be (laughs) and you know you you said something interesting that when you go up on the kank and that's how that's what we call the kankamangus we just call it the kank which is uh, goes up uh, Kangamangus Pass up one end down the other, the but when you're kink. up there, there's no, there's like no cell phone service. I love it. There's no no like radio waves up there. Even like your car radio will only work half the time. Right. I think maybe this is why they're trying to inundate us with all this stuff because they don't want us. As I think we're going into a different realm. They don't want us to astral project. When I did this, when I did that show with uh, Ben from End of the World News, he talked a little a bit about how we're supposed to be leaving the third dimension and in, in going into the fifth dimension. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we've been hearing about the fifth dimension like since last year, right, going into it this new time or whatever. Is this similar to Ascension? Yeah, now, uh, I think it is, isn't is it? it? Yeah, oh, yeah. so it's like a, ascending into the fifth dimension. If you guys want to listen, go back. That show was a few episodes ago, bonus episode. And, and so I think now, if, if that is the case, if we are, say leaving the third dimension, which is, he kind of described it as when we're in the third dimension, this is like hell. Mm. And then God will take us out of this dimension, well, probably not all of us. Out of this physical body. And bring us into the fifth dimension where we're no longer physical body. Mm -hmm. Right, and some people are going to get left behind, right? Yeah, and there's no time, and there's no age, and there's nothing like that. Sounds like Hyboria. So, oh, we're going to get there. So, (laughs) it would make sense that if, say... Through all these CIA documents that we've been finding and looking into, that they know that that time, let's just say, for instance, hypothetically, like this is really happening. It's on its way. Do you think this is why they have the push of all these 5Gs and now they're talking 6G? When I was on Martha's Vineyard, my phone service said 5G+. plus. I have never seen that. Yeah, so the the Native Americans, there's, I forget where I heard this, but like they talk about astral projection and like, how now you they can't do it how, like they used to like culturally and how you think that it's because of all the waves and they say it's Probably. because of the oversaturation of frequencies and like technology and and wi-fi and all that shit it's awful it makes sense yeah so makes total sense that, that was like i 
I, I'm not exactly sure like which tribe it was, but that was like a cultural norm that they would do regularly. And now it's like we can't do it. <clears throat> it's like we're in an anti-frequency jail. Right. Like, like, like if, like, you know, because we've talked about simulation theory. It's a cool subject to talk about. Do I really think it? Who knows? You know, we talk about the Matrix. Same thing. Interesting stuff to talk about. But let's just say that we are stuck in this realm and the only thing that's used for bars is these cell bars, radio waves, cell phone waves. What, what, if, what if it's a fucking, what if it's like the satanic fucking version, the frequencies is oversaturation. Yes. It's the satanic version of like uh, the soul catcher. Well, yes, what? but it's like the inverse. So it's, you know what I mean? So it's like soul, soul catcher. trapper. So or what you brought it up last episode. Yeah. Remember what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, exactly. So it's like the way to keep the blanket over us. Yeah. yeah. Is that what you mean? Kind of. Yeah. Keep us behind the curtain. Right. And the curtain is made out of radio waves and frequencies <laughs> that our body is not in tune to. Well, we already know there there's all these different projects, programs of like frequency, you know, controlling people's brains and behavior and emotions and stuff through frequencies. Like we know that. And there's also Stargate. Oh, yes. Which is like this huge thing. We're talking about astral projection, which was like a CIA government funded project where they essentially were using ESP, which I fucking forget what that stands for. <laughs> Extra sensory perception. Right. So it's like you take your five senses, right? That everyone has touch, smell, whatever sight. And so this was predominantly to to search for the sixth sense, which is the ESP, which essentially is like we're gonna take we're gonna take people or we're gonna run experiments on them. Like the the big famous one was like the guy who could bend spoons or whatever, right? Like you see in the Matrix movie. He tries to bend these spoons, you know. And that was a big thing. But um, you know, a big part of this was like putting up they would test various people. It ended up being kind of inconclusive, but they would test people where they would draw pictures on one side of the wall, and then there would be somebody in the other room, and they'd be like, what is it? Sometimes they'd get it right. Sometimes they would get it very close. Like, they would do, like, someone shooting fireworks off, and then they would do, like, uh, a drum set, right? And they'd be like, well, why'd you draw this? Well, I was picturing, like, cylinder and noise. And, you know, when you shoot a firework, it comes. you usually shoot it out of a cylinder. It's a lot, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Sometimes they would get it right um, exactly to a T. So, anyway, the, the whole reason they were kind of looking into this ESP, which eventually was like astral projection, was essentially because, well, Russia was doing it as well. And they were dumping millions of dollars into it uh, eventually. You know, I think it was like hundreds of millions of dollars that they were dumping into, like trying to figure out what was going on with this. So that's why the U.S. decided to do this. And this is like uh, a government project where they were dumping millions of dollars into it, like millions of dollars. And one of the big things they were trying to accomplish was astral projection, intelligence, like investigation or recovery. So essentially like astral projecting spies. Yeah. Well, I've read I've, I've read a couple books about astral projection and there was a Harvard professor that 
was teaching astral projection from, I think he was in the seventies. His last name, I believe was green. I still have the book at home, but he talks about how one of the experiments, one of the assignments that he gave to his students was to basically astral project, like start in your body and then, you know, try to get outside of your body just above it. And then above the ceiling, above the roof, above your town and keep going until you're, you're like above the earth and you're in the atmosphere or the sky whatever you're like in space and at that point you can start problem solving because you can in that realm of like in that layer of where you can astral project to because there are different layers apparently in that layer there's a problem solving feature where you can ask anything and you'll get the answer you'll Mm. you'll hear the answer or i don't know how they describe it but yeah people were asking questions in his class and getting like pretty good responses i'll have to bring that book sometime so when i think of like uh astral projecting i'm assuming it's obviously your it's like your consciousness is leaving your body sort of or going somewhere else right yeah because your consciousness has the ability to transcend the space and time because there's no beginning of your consciousness and there's no end it just is the time or reality your consciousness the you behind the you like the person in the driver's seat that you have the internal dialogue with when you're like i don't know how to explain it but it's everyone knows like that that feeling of the real you that's i don't know not fully in your body you know like the the like a higher consciousness yeah that you ask questions to okay so when i think you're like inner voice so when i think of um when i was talking earlier about like re- the re- reality i get in the difference between physical objects deciphering between different objects right what makes them different you know obviously in my opinion it's just frequencies of vibrations and that's how it ultimately comes across as being different so when i say like everything's kind of the same when i kind of picture the universe through my eyes i see it as kind of like um a a, a fabric or a grid if that makes sense so sort of like threads to a sheet right but that sheet isn't just a flat hanging sheet. It, there's like multiple sheets going this way, left, right, up, down, vertical, sideways, diagonally. And you have all these sheets that intertwine going all the same ways, kind of like string theory, but not necessarily dimensional. Because string theory has to do a lot with multi-dimensionals. But um, that's kind of how I see the frequency grid or vibrational grid right? That interconnects everything from you to me, to the table, to the wall, to the tree. It's a kind of, so the energy flows on this grid, essentially. So when I think of astral projection, it's like you could vibrate. It's almost like you're vibrating your consciousness or your, whatever that inner voice is of your brain through the, the threads of reality or whatever you want to call it into wherever you're going does that make sense it does because in like again i've read books about this and people experience describing like a vibration right before they leave their body they talk about this vibration type of feeling where you it's been a while since i've read these books but i do remember that specifically where they were talking about how you could feel a vibration and i think that's how you cross the threshold is through the vibration and even when the gateway experience they they used binaural beats. They put headphones on their patients and then had one frequency going in one ear, another frequency going in another ear to basically separate the different hemispheres of the brain and mm-hmm. turn off the logical analytical part and only 
turn off that part or dim it down so it's not always like in the back of your head like analyzing everything and trying to make sense of things and just keeping the other hemisphere super aware and expanded so that it can travel because that's where i don't know your consciousness apparently lives i don't know if it's on one hemisphere or what but well i think with the brain that's like the left and right hemispheres like predominantly associates certain things with other things that you experience throughout your life but like what you're talking about reminds me of like I think it's called EDMR, like therapy. EMDR, yeah, I've done e- that. EDMR, yeah. So that's like a similar thing. Like I don't know, that's not really like it is similar where like well, not it to, does not cross to, like, the hemispheres, yeah. Not to astral projection, right? But there's no vibration involved with that. I feel like no, there is because there is. lots of times when like say like a therapist that's licensed in e- whatever the fuck it's called EDMR, EMDR, <laughs> EMDR, eye movement desensitization reprocessing i have been (laughs) nice so lots of times what happens is uh the the client that's undergoing this therapy holds something in their hands that vibrate Hmm. so it's like so it'll be it'll be switching back and forth so when like i know it's used a lot for trauma so um like they'll be the therapist will be recalling a traumatic event that somebody went through or like kind of walking them through it. And the, I think the the reason for the left to right brain is to kind of pull it out of your, the part of your brain that stores trauma. Yeah. You get trauma tumors. And yeah. And then bring it like kind of into your like regular functioning parts of your brain. And then it becomes something that's not like that trauma. Yeah. It's a, pre- it's stored. just a memory rather than a perceived threat or like an active open right. wound. Right. Right. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. I do think uh, the astral projecting spies is fucking crazy to me because, like that, if because this is a real thing that the the CIA and the government was like dumping money into. So it's like when you think about something like that, it's like how fucking crazy does shit get? <laughs> do you know what I mean? If you're if you're actually running programs using taxpayers' money to run programs where some guys astral projecting into another country to try and gather intelligence on them then that really i think that may really has to make you wonder how crazy things can actually get or could be because that's just one thing like imagine the possibilities of anything else that could be going on trust me i do imagine the possibilities of all these things going on and that's what makes it so scary to live alone because i'm like kind of scared of these other dimensions all around me and like uh, i don't know you're scared of other dimensions. Yeah. Have you ever done DMT? That's a big dimensional one. Yeah, I mean, ayahuasca is DMT. I have done Oh, is DM- that? Yeah. One right. of the plants, there's two plants in it. One, it has the DMT, and then the other is the, uh, like, the ayahuasca vine. I, well, I think the ayahuasca vine is the one with the DMT. The vine itself, you won't hallucinate from, but it's when they add the DMT of the other plant that you actually hallucinate. So the ayahuasca vine itself, you can take every day and not feel anything like you won't see anything or have any visuals but you'll still get the physical healing properties of it so what do you think's in these other realms demons complete awareness all the answers to everything um they talk about how there's a place called the absolute and when our physical body dies our consciousness all just goes to the absolute and it's this infinite place where Obviously, time and space don't exist, but you and your memories go there. You just don't have the free will to make choices anymore. You basically just observe because you're a witness to 
existence at that point when you're just a consciousness you're just an awareness aware observer of existence itself and yeah i don't don't know i think that's interesting that there's a place called the absolute and they've they've but in a way aren't we kind of all already that yeah but we can't see everything we can't see you, you can't see everything like all at once like I can't see what's going on. Like I don't know, fucking Somalia right now. <clears throat> do you know what I mean? But I do feel that we're already observers of existence, or yeah. maybe maybe not just on everyone. a smaller level. Maybe like maybe people are more. I guess just like not focused on that at all. But I mean, I feel like for me anyway, it's like I'm observing other people all the time. You're kind just a, a microcosmic observer compared to you could be a <laughs> macrocosmic observer, you know? Macro seems like a lot of work, honestly. Like, I don't need to be observing everything that's going on all the time. That's just like, it's overwhelming. Why would I want to do that? So I wanted, I can't wait to do that. That's my ultimate life goal is to. That's your life goal? To astro project, yeah. That's, you don't want to be like a big baller with a shit ton of money and like drive a Lamborghini and only care about material objects? I sure don't. Why not? Because it's all temporary. It's all just <laughs> something you're going to lose. All you have it's is weird. your consciousness. Material objects, right? It's all just like dust in the wind. <laughs> Essentially, like when you die, it's just like, all right, whatever. Maybe someone else will get it and have a memory of you, right? Your consciousness consciousness can be stored through like, say, if you're doing something that's a little very liter- literary or scientific or philosophical where you're like, writing and capturing your thoughts poetry maybe um that can live on but ultimately it's like if you're just focusing on getting money and getting material objects well what's that really gonna do in the long run jack shit it's not gonna do anything it's like yeah sure you'll enjoy life while you're here and you'll fucking but when you die that's all just gonna fucking collect somewhere in a fucking i don't know catacomb but like if you I think if you focus on things that are more like uh, conscious driven, like I guess you're doing, or even just like capturing your conscious or your inner voice on anything, like that'll probably surpass you in some way, I guess. Because if it's like recorded, well, people could like say it was written down or it's on a podcast or it's you're like a scientist or a philosopher, it's going to be recorded. Like people can read that. But I think what you're you're talking about is like something different than that. I'm so much more intrigued and I feel like I'm more so belong in the astral realm and I'm not going to rush it and, you know, kill myself to get there. But I do think that if there's a chance or a possibility or a technique that I can use and actually gain the ability to astral project, then it would change so many different avenues of my life because I could go into this space and through like a, you know, a meditation to transcend my body and go into this free space where I'm not tied to this body, which has my thoughts, my negative emotions, the p- physical pain of being in a body, and I can just like be free temporarily and just download whatever information I need to download, come back, and just having that uh, that true knowing firsthand that there is more past this physical body, I think would help in so many ways me with my struggle to have to exist inside of this physical body. Now, do you think there's a way to surpass or manage that physical pain yeah they say that you can like there's no i mean not through astral projection like in reality yeah i think there is like i um i do this exercise i think it works where i i basically do picture this 
I like kind of create, I'm very visual though, so I kind of create this glowing sun warmth ball. It's like orange and white and I'll create it above my head. And this is like one of the practices I learned in the Golden Dawn too that they do there. And well, I didn't learn it there, but it was something that I had been doing just a little differently, but it's a practice that they use. And basically you just create this glowing ball of energy and you drag it into your body and you just like feel it light up all these areas and if there's any spot where there's pain you can just like send it to that spot visualize guide your body to letting that light absorb all this pain and i've had it actually work like i don't know really people say they can just like shut off pain with their mind so i think that the mind is truly you could cause disease with the mind and all this other stuff yeah, I mean, I I kind of agree with that. The mind is more powerful than I think anybody really thinks, but it's also can be very easily influenced, and we see that all the fucking time. Modern culture, like with all the manipulation and stuff like that, making people think they're less than fucking shit on the side of the road, essentially, and making people focus on things that ultimately don't fucking mean a goddamn thing. Yeah, like going on your phone or being late to podcasts. Or, you know, I don't know, just tons of stuff like that. But it's easy to fall into those distractions. Because they're so easy. It's like, it's it's so much easier to, like, pick up your fucking phone and read some bullshit article about, like, Justin Bieber. (laughs) (laughs) Or, like, turn on Netflix and watch some dumb reality TV show. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like, Love Island. We put 30 exes in in one island and they all bang and they all, like... It's way easier just to fucking watch that shit than like actually I don't know and do anything else. Do you know what I mean? I don't watch much TV, but yeah, I get what you mean. It definitely is way easier to just sit and absorb something and you know shut down and relax than it is to drag your body somewhere and have to do the whole thing. Open your brush mind. your hair, brush your teeth, get dressed. Do well, all, who brushes their teeth? I, I Brushing your teeth is for chumps. We all know that. Everyone I maybe do it like once once every other week. How often do you guys brush your teeth? Seriously? It's linked to heart disease. How how many times a day do you brush your teeth? Twice. At Twice? Least. Oh, yeah. That's because you're indoctrinated by the dental system. No, it's because I need the fluoride. <laughs> you're indoctrinated. That's just <clears throat> programming. Uh you know, society told you to brush your teeth twice a day, and so you've been doing it since a very young age. Because the dental medical system and field wants you to buy toothpaste so they can make billions of dollars. So here, folks, is a really easy, cheap toothpaste do-it-yourself recipe. Get some bentonite clay. Mm. You can type in Aztec healing clay. It's called bentonite clay. Get yourself a tub of that. It's probably going to be like seven ninety nine for a tub that's going to last you probably the rest of your life. Do you put on a toothbrush? Get some coconut oil. Yep. And you just like make a little paste in a cup and then you use that to brush your teeth. And the, the abrasiveness of the bentonite clay actually removes layers of stains. And then the coconut oil is antimicrobial, antibacterial, antifungal. Do you use a toothbrush or? Yeah, you put it on, you dip your toothbrush right in there. I can't just put it on my finger because that's what I usually do with toothpaste. That just explains use, I just a use lot. My finger. Got it out. All right, so Buckley told me he was looking into this thing called hyperborea, and I'm like, yeah, I that's really you that. cool. You know, uh, I thought that was Antarctica when they were talking about that, but well, apparently it's well, North, North Pole. Well, some people believe it's Anar- is Antarctica. Because of the whole treaty shit and why no one's allowed to fucking go there because it's, well, it's it's there. And wouldn't that make sense, though? 
Maybe. If we're talking about inverses, right? Okay, north, well, that's, north and south. that's true. That's true. It's like, okay, so just to, let's glaze over this a little bit. Hyperborea is essentially this region that was written about a lot in Greek. Greek. The Greeks. What's his name? Herodides? That was his name, right? The guy who wrote about it a lot. Herodotus. Herodotus. He wrote about this shit a lot, and uh, but Hyperborea basically means like land beyond the winds or the trade winds, or essentially. And it was essentially this like mythical land that was like it was a circular temple on an island where you know these beings, fair haired, white skinned, uh, blue eyes, very tall. They were like 120 feet. Beings lived. They were extremely healthy, had all sorts of agriculture, had no disease. Like, no one was, there was no like mental illness. No one was really depressed or anything like that. And it was like kind of like this mythical land. And people don't really know if it was real or fake because it was written in the Greek kind of whatever. I don't want to say it wasn't the mythology, right? It was like the historical writings. Right, so no one really knows if it was real or fake. Also, nobody really knows if where it was, if it was real. Like, there's all these different speculations. Well, we think it's here, we think it's there, we think it's everywhere else. And for me, I essentially think that Antarctica, even though it's written to be in the north, beyond the north winds, so it's, you know, w- way up there. I mean, there was Ab- Admiral Byrd did go to Antarctica, and he also went to the North Pole, right, and where he talks about seeing... Vast lands of like crazy technology that oh. didn't exist around here and uh, things like that. Let me let me get into that real quick, right? Just because that used to create a lot of confusion for me too. Uh, and one of our listeners, John, who has sent me a bunch of books, really interesting, cool stuff. He says me so. Thank you, John. He sent me a book uh, that was all listed of all the transcripts of Admiral Byrd's supposed flight into the North Pole. Where he was flying north, and then all of a sudden, his uh, his compass was going crazy. This was uh, his plane got taken over, and he was flying over ice. And then all of a sudden, he came into a tropical zone. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the spaceships came up, and they took control of his plane, and they landed it down inside this place. And that's where he met these other beings that lived inside the Earth, like the Great the one. Entrance to the Hollow Earth. Yeah, kind of. Well, that's what some people but think it is. But that was North Pole. Right. So some people think it's uh, Hyperborea in the North Pole is like the entrance to Hollow Earth. And, and there was even, it was even one, written. Because, one of the entrances. Well, because it was even written. There was, it was, uh, you know, there was a story. It was this guy and his son, I believe, that took like a sailing journey up north. And they talked about going beyond, like as far as they could go beyond the north winds for like days on days on days and they write about like going into the entrance of the hollow earth and i think they were actually scandinavian this is the ones that you're talking about yeah yeah so i mean okay so there's this whole thing that also now that that i've been talking to some people about that hyperborea is actually in antarctica which could make sense and it could not make sense one i think like the whole compass thing right true north I mean, it's true north, even really truly north. No. Right. So it's like that there in itself, it's like, okay, so the compasses started going crazy. 
when Ab, uh, Admiral Byrd was going into the North Pole, right? So we, we don't actually know anything about that. But also there's this idea of like, in, in my belief, that like in the whole inverse throughout the satanic culture is like predominant everywhere, everywhere. You can find it all over the place, which is like the up is down kind of stuff. Anonymous Sean talks about it all the time. We talk about it a fair amount. So wouldn't it make sense if they're saying it's in the North Pole, but it's actually in Antarctica? It makes 100%. Jim. Which would be South. Now, when Admiral Byrd had done his television interview, he said that there's vast lands beyond the poles. And he was right. talking about Antarctica then. Right. Which was a totally different thing than him flying into the this tropical area in the North Pole. Like, totally different. And what I'd like to do on one show is bring that book in and read the transcripts. It's really interesting. And this was supposedly from his uh, secret diary that his son published after because he was, uh, Admiral Byrd was sworn to secrecy. But anyway, su- super interesting stuff. So uh, that's, you know, because when I ever, I've heard of Hyperborea, and I said this to you, I thought that was Antarctica. Yeah. Well, I think there's a, for some reason, I think there's like some sort of maybe misinterpretation or misleading, if not that, or a, a lot of people when they write a, well, Hyperborea, is only in like old books. It's mentioned in old books. So it's like stuff on the internet could be misstrewn like a thousand times over and, and miss and mislead people a hundred percent. But a lot of the, these people that have read the old books. Well, let's, <laughs> well, well, no, I know what you're saying because this goes all back to the times of Herodotus and even Plato. And wasn't it, was it Plato that told the story of Atlantis? Was that Plato? Yeah, so Atlantis, yeah, that's it's like Atlantis and Lumeria, Lumeria, yeah. Lumira or whatever it's called and then Hyperborea are all like these old places that are considered to be like mythological fantastical places, but when you read older books, they're actually talked about a lot. Ooh. And so there's this kind of like notion that well, through the internet or through modern information, they were kind of discarded or or were written off as being just, you know, fantastical places that don't, don't actually exist. Okay, so when you were talking about the father and son yeah, that were on their ship and then they, they had come up against ice and then they found an opening in the ice and they sailed through it and then eventually that brought them to a tropical area right. where it was warm and they actually met up with some people and they, they stayed there for a while apparently. Yeah. And I guess the son had come back and he was telling the story and they actually put him in uh, the equivalent back then of a nut house. Yeah. Like, like they arrested him, thought he was cuckoo, threw him in jail, the whole nine yards. Could that be just like, okay, we don't want this information to get out. So he's just a crazy person. So everybody that talks about this stuff, everybody's just going to say, well, no, they're just crazy. Why would you even listen to them? We all know that this, this is how the earth is. And we all, you know, I love hollow earth theory. And that's why the whole thing with Admiral Byrd interests me so much. Even though there's a million people say, ah, that's debunked, that's fucking bullshit, no, it's not real, or whatever, right? Maybe it is. But the Buddhists talk about Shangri-La and getting into the hollow earth through uh, some uh, place in Tibet Mm. is an entrance, because there's supposed to be multiple entrances to the hollow earth. There's one in Antarctica, too. Yeah. Well, and I think where the North Pole is. 
Because when you look at maps of Hyperborea, and I have seen this map before. Oh, yeah. And it's got all these, it's got this round in the middle, and then you got the, a lake that goes off like east, north, south, and west, just like a compass. Right. That goes out to what's supposed to be the Arctic Ocean, right? right. And you got this big opening right here, which to me is just, I mean, it's just, it's its very interesting to me, all and this stuff. A lot of the maps, like throughout time, like the older maps, they all have like a little circular land mass like that on them. So it's like apparent in these older maps throughout the years. I don't know. It's just super, it's super interesting. And I don't think, I mean, you're, we're, you're never going to actually know, right? And the only way we're actually going to find anything out is if we go to the North Pole or Antarctica. Well, apparently the North Pole is a no-fly zone too. Did you know that? I, th- I believe I did. But like, I don't know. It just for for me, it, it makes sense to be in Antarctica for whatever reason. Um, but it very well could be in the North Pole. What's interesting is that this Flemish gentleman by uh, Gerardus uh, Mercator, if I'm pronouncing that right, uh, he was a, a geographer and a and a cosmographer and cartographer, you know, a map maker, and he made that map. Yeah. So and that goes all the way back to uh, like the mid 1500s. So, I mean, I really wish that we could find the answer to that, and we're going to have to do some deeper dives on that because it's a super interesting subject, the whole thing. Like, even when you talk about high jump, again, bringing Admiral Byrd back into it, where he said they were under attack by flying saucers that had swastikas on them. Right, yeah, the, the whole Nazi <laughs> component is even more, I don't know. Well, New Schwabenland and Antarctica. Right, yeah. So, but the thing is, you know, like we said before, does hollow earth go with flat earth? If it's flat earth, it would make sense with what Admiral Byrd said. But then again, if it was, if it was set up to where there was other lands outside the, the ice wall that is with Antarctica is what the flat earthers talk about. Right. And it goes further out and then there's other like rings of ice walls that go further out and out. So like the infinite plane kind of thing. Yeah. But the earth doesn't have to be flat for that to happen. Right. It just has to be a lot bigger than what we're being told it is. Well, I definitely think, I mean, obviously there's a lot we're not being told, but, like, if there's certain places that, in unison, you're not allowed to go. Like, multiple countries don't allow you people to go there, right? And they give bullshit reasons. There has to be something there. Hands down. Well, you gotta like, ask, well ask yourself, why do they want to amend the Antarctic Treaty? Right. They want to change it. Well, then, like, when people, like, say, say like, have you seen that thing online where it's, like, peop, the whole, like, storm Antarctica thing? You haven't seen that? No. There's, like, videos going around of, like, storm Antarctica. Like, people are going to go storm oh, Antarctica. Oh, storm Antarctica, like storm area 51? Yeah, essentially. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to amount to essentially the same exact thing. Like, there's going to be, like, a couple crazy people and do you know how nothing many, really happens. Do you know how many vessels it would take to do that? Right. Well, but imagine, okay, just say like a couple hundred people actually decided to do that, right? Well, then every, like, what would happen? Everybody that was involved in the treaty would have to stop what they were doing and then go down and, and manage that situation, right? That's some of the most treacherous waters there are. When you leave Tierra del Fuego in South America, and what is that, uh, Cape Horn? Where where uh, South America comes down and then there's that little part of Antarctica that allegedly comes up. 
Yeah. And and when they go through Cape Horn, I guess it's unbelievable rough there oh, in yeah. the ocean. So uh, if these if these people are going to storm Antarctica, they better have their shit together. They, I mean, I doubt anything was going to happen to it, but uh, from it. But I mean, whatever. It's still an interesting concept. I mean, I don't know. Stuff like Hyperborea just kind of gets me down a little bit because it's just like, like, what if it is true? Well, what if it is true? But also, it's like, uh, it's we'll never like, know. We'll never know for sure. We'll never know for sure. It's kind of like astral projection to me a little bit. It's like there's just stuff that we're missing out on, and it's like, why? Why does it have to be that way? Because there's so much shit like this. It's like, why does it have to be that way? Why do we have to be withheld from all this shit? That we should have access to, whether it's well, is it is that what all the arguments and conspiracy theories are about? Yeah, like if we had the free energy, right? If we had the stuff that Tesla talked about, right? <laughs> if we if we had alien contact, if we had no reason for money because of infinite power, I mean, yeah, that would be fucking awesome. And yeah, when we think about it, when I get up at five thirty every morning, I'm like. <laughs> Fuck me, it's got to be a better way. And if all this shit... Oh, like I got to pay my $500 light bill. Right. That's $500. Used to be able to buy a lot of groceries with 500 bucks. Now, not so much. But that's exactly... I understand what you're saying. Mm. It's just psychologically, it's like, okay, if this exists, and we're being told it doesn't exist, it's just a conspiracy theory, but these fuckers hundreds of years ago were writing about it, Right. This was before the age of misinformation, disinformation, propaganda. This was before those days. Right. But even this this cartographer, this Mercator guy, was attacked by the church. Well, that makes sense. So it's like the church back in the old days is the fucking Twitter fact checkers and the Facebook fact checkers of today. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like. I mean, the way that. It's the same fucking shit, Buckley, over and over and over again. Right. You're getting too close. We got to shut you down. Right. It's just like, Kristen, when you talk about this stuff that you're going to do, I think that's awesome. Or when you do your ayahuasca stuff. Like, I always used to have this theory that drugs are not, now I'm not advocating to do (laughs) drugs. (laughs) Just saying. And this goes back to when we were talking about what our eyes are allowed to see under certain frequencies. Like, there's things out there that are happening, but we're not seeing them. It's like, Kristen, when you talked about seeing cats in your peripheral vision, I see wolves in my peripheral vision. And I have said that, not Mark and I have talked about that. Not all the time, but just once in a while. Like if I'm walking, I see something over there and I look as a wolf and he disappears. It's like, is he really there? Is he just kind of following me? Maybe is he protecting me because I have such a connection with animals? Like, I'm never afraid to go in the woods and get attacked by an animal because I think an animal is just going to come up and say, oh, no, he's he's cool. He's with us. That's how I feel, too. We're, you know like, I mean? delusional in that sense. Yeah. I, mean, I, do, I feel I, like I'd be able to telepathically communicate, be like, no, no, it's all right, Bear. I'm, I'm good. I'm- well, that's why I want to telepathically commute with a Sasquatch, and apparently you're supposed to be able to do that, so I don't know. Telepathy is real. But, but, but I'm just saying, let's, let's take out all of that shit and just look at this lot. Well, not logically because there's no logic to it. Well, let's just look at it hypothetically, right? So say, say that all that shit is out there. We can't see it, right? And I had a theory that when you do drugs, certain types of drugs, like say 
Now, LSD or ayahuasca. No, not that coke or crack or any of that shit. No, take that out. That's that's psychedelic. No, that's totally recreational. Psychotropic. Man-made garbage. Psychotropics. I wouldn't say garbage. But anyway, back in the old days, it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway. Oh. Say this opens up your mind. It turns on that switch inside of your brain that lets you see what you can't see with your normal when you're in your normal state. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, the veil. Yeah, it, more thin. it okay, so let's call it that. It 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 lets you see behind the curtain of what's actually there. Cuz I had this idea, wasn't a dream. I was just thinking about this one day. Say, and this is a very simple thing, but it's kind of fucked up too. Say you're walking through a field, right? And it's beautiful, sunny and everything. And you walk up and you reach down and you scoop your hand down underneath this veil. Pull it up. And you pull it up. There's a tranny in there. And the whole sky and everything or the background all wrinkles up like it's a curtain. Yeah. And you just go under it and drop it. And now you're in a different realm. Yeah. That's where I'm trying to go. I think that that's a really cool concept if you were able to do that. It's like Anonymous Sean and I have been saying... And, every, and I don't care what anybody thinks, but him and I have this theory that there's a portal in this town, and that's why that's it's like a, this is like an entry and exit point, and that's why it's a cursed town. Maybe. And that's why in certain places, like down where he lives, it's just freaking bad juju down there. So we think there's a portal here. Let's go. Let's somewhere, it, baby. Somewhere. Well, you're going to go on the expedition with us. I think it might be that Dunkin' Donuts. We better go before the ticks all start crawling around. Well, you're a little late for that because they're already out. They're already out. Large in charge. What I was going to say about Hyperborea is like, it's like the shit like that. It's like the model. It's like the presenting of like this, this really great state of human being or humanity where it's like, because there's no disease. Everybody's happy. Everyone lives longer. There's... Food in plethora. No poisonous food. Yeah, food in plethora. Everything you can think of uh, that's imaginable. And it's like, it just seems like the way that society is going, every single thing basically out there in the way that society is modeled and set up is to push you as far away from that shit as possible. And by that shit, I mean like healthiness, happiness, striving to be more i guess in the cliche spiritual way or like community-based way or a way that of being that's not just centered around you know material objects and making money and being rich or whatever it's like well that's almost like the rabbit they want you to chase infinitely the rest of your life right and work 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 and then you get to be rich and guess what you get to retire for a couple years and you drop dead right and now your kids are spending your money. Right. And all the stuff that, like, everything that we should be focusing on is, like, the last thing that's put out in in society or the consciousness for people to focus on, I guess. Yeah, no, I agree. Because everyone's focused on getting a house, getting a car, getting money, getting a good job, getting getting Taylor Swift tickets, getting fucking, you know, getting a new iPhone that comes out every fucking year, getting, you know, this and that. You know, keeping up with the Joneses, that's like the whole fucking, the way that society is modeled. And it's like, all that shit is, I guess it's all right, but it's like, in reality, all this other stuff 
It's, it's not all that. It's, it's, it's all, all that. hidden. Do you know what I mean? And all yeah. the stuff that we should be focusing on is hidden. It, but that's also, I feel like, by design, it's kept away from us intentionally so that we don't know, like, our full worth, I guess, or what what our full worth could be because we're just so focused on fucking. I think what it's designed to do is make us feel like, I think it's designed to make us feel like we're nothing and that we don't matter. And all we are is just this little speck on this spinning ball. Just another brick in the wall. Out in the universe. Damn. Like you see the maps of the Milky Way. And of course, you know, all our friends, like our buddy Bob, space is fake and gay. But I'm saying, you see see the pictures of... Uh, the Milky Way or whatever, and it shows how vast it is, and then there's this little pinprick, and it says, you are here. And it basically is designed to tell you, yeah, you're not, you're fucking insignificant. I disagree with that. Yeah, me too. And I think that the world, the way it's designed, the way we've been indoctrinated, even in the American capitalist system, and I'm not saying I'm communist or anything like that, capitalism's not perfect but it's better than most of the fucking choices but who's the prick that invented money right so so whenever somebody invented money or the whole concept of money and trade and this and that well that's when we enslaved ourselves and we're still we're still in, we're still enslaved and i don't care if you're rich or not you could be rich but you're taking so many pills for your mental issues that you're not enjoying life or you don't have a happy home life or your kids fucking hate you or whatever <laughs> but, but but I'm saying, you know, so I, I don't know. I, I, again, what's the definition of happiness? I don't think anybody has a real answer for that. But if we had access to free energy, non-poisonous foods that grew naturally in abundance, you really, I, I don't think it would matter if you had a lot of money or if you had zero money. I think chasing the dragon is like a fucking, it's an illusion. Essentially, it's like it's exactly what it is. It's a cultural illusion that's put forth through like the society societal control of who's ever propagating that, whether it's Hollywood government or the education system, whatever it is. It's all of the above. Oh uh, yeah, it's all of that. It's like you're put forth to chase the dragon of you know rich fame, money, yeah. all this shit, power, whatever it is, and. In the end, that's just like shit that's going to get you nowhere. Yeah, you know, I've always despised. Like- Have we ever had the conversation where I told you how I despise money? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've had that conversation. Yeah. Because money was my father's God. And he said that money is my God over family and everything else. And when he ever told me that. You're like, what the fuck? I'm like, I will never, ever fucking take that thing. And yeah, some weeks I do okay. Other weeks I don't. Sometimes I go a month without making any substantial money. And then I make enough to, the normal person would take three months to make. You know what I mean? It's just weird how it works. But it's like, yeah, we all need money to survive because we got bills. If we want to have heat in the fucking January, we want to have food because we can't grow any in the winter and it's fucking winter seven months out of the year here so yeah i get the concept of money we need money but it would just be really cool if we could invent a way to where maybe we didn't need as much well it's like everything's man-made so why isn't everything like man-made to not do you know what i mean what do you mean it's like every every all when you think about it, all the all the, the all these systems, all these governments, all the, the way that society works, it's all it's like all propagated by men, men or Again, women, women and men, humanity. It's a, it's a construct. 
made up just like the concept of time. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a made up construct and people just, but people get so sucked into the grind of daily life. Like I have to go to work. I have to do this. I have to, have to, have to, have to. So when I say it's like a man-made thing, all the shit that we do every single fucking day, well, can it be the, the reverse of that and be man-made not? So are man-made to be different? Do you know what I mean? Did you ever see the movie, like, Swiss Family Robinson? Uh, where they got shipwrecked on the island. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they, they figured out a way to survive. Yeah. They never wanted to go back to their other life. Yeah. Or like the, uh, what was the Wilderness Family? That was a movie way before you guys' times. Where these folks, they, they lived out in the mountains, and they just lived their life. I, and then, like Grizzly Adams, that was a great show. Where he just lived out in the woods with his, out in the mountains yeah. with his, he was a mountain man, lived with his, his bear. I think his name was Ben. Ben the bear. And I can remember as a kid saying, oh my God, that would be the perfect way to live. Because I was forced to work at such a young age. That's all I know is work. Yeah. You know, when I went away this weekend, I had fucking anxiety most of the time thinking about what didn't get done before I left. Like my wife flipped out on me like Thursday night. Oh my God, whenever we're going to go anywhere, you're a fucking asshole. You do this, you do that. You make it so pleasurable. I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I understand what you're saying. And I believe you and you're right. I get tacked out. And it's like, why do we even need to worry about it? The fucking place will be here when I get back unless it burns down. Then you'll be like, woo. Money. I'm free. Well, when I came home, I had a bunch free of checks in my mailbox. Last. So it was all good. <laughs> free at last. But what I'm saying, I don't know. Sometimes it just... Like, the whole idea of being a mountain man, like, was pretty attractive back when I was in my 20s. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I was younger. Now you're it, like... It could pull it off. Now I'm just... I'm, I'm fucking past my prime as far as that like, goes. like, get me one of those scooters. <laughs> I need a fucking... 30, I need one of them rascals. I need a 36-ounce Coke. No, I wouldn't do that. And then my scooter. I'm going to go to Walmart. Anyways, right. anyways. Hyperborea. Th- go check it out. It's good. Interesting shit. And we will do a deeper dive on that. We were actually... A little on the unprepared side tonight. So I wasn't. Well, no, Buckley wasn't, but you I got, was ready. You know, you fucking weren't. <laughs> I was on time. What? You were reading. You got through, my notes. You were like reading through shit like 10 minutes before we started. You were like, oh, shit. Oh, stress eating. Yeah. You <laughs> ate, a whole ba- and chips. You ate a whole bag of chips. I didn't eat the whole thing. No, you did. It's gone. Where okay. is it? It's nowhere. It's in the bag. Anyway, Kristen, thank you for coming in again. I think it's very nice to see you two weeks in a row. Hopefully next week will be three weeks in a row. You know it. And we're going to... Uh, we don't, though. We're going to dive in. We're going to dive in. We into, haven't seen you in like two years. You know how many messages Just I got saying. about how great I am? All that oh. stuff. I was like, wow, you guys. Oh, wow. Actually, the, really me head, the eh? messages I got was, damn. And I'm like, okay, now that you guys are all gaga. Oh, no, I did get a message. Sorry. Uh... What's her name? Kelsey Ann. Yes. She messaged me. And we're going to be having a... Sexy beast! (laughs) We're going to be having a conversation with our... One of the fans of the show, Kelsey. And we're going to have an interesting conversation with her as well. So actually, I wasn't going to talk about this, but since we brought it up, she had messaged me about some episode that we had talked about, about kids way back. Episode like 70-something. But anyway, she was talking to me about this experiment she had seen. It was a video of like... They basically, they put two dolls in front of a bunch of different kids. Oh, yes. Yeah. And it's like a black doll and a white doll. And then they asked. A blue, the, and a blue doll. No, it was just a black and a white doll. Oh, I thought it was a blue doll. Okay, I'm pretty sorry. sure. 
the one I saw. And um, so they put like a white kid, they put like a black kid, like an Asian kid, a fucking Mexican kid, and they ask like, "Oh, what's like the pretty doll?" And they point to like whichever one. Uh, what's like the ugly doll? What's the bad doll? What's this doll? What's that doll? And it's like kind of like looking like you know. It seemed like a lot of the answers were being pushed towards for good. For the positive answers were being pushed towards the white doll. And a lot of the negative, more answers. We're being pushed towards the black doll. Um, and I guess they were just like collecting data on this, so like association with colors and like kind of like where we perceive or at any certain age, like what, what do kids feel about, you know, certain uh, colors and emotions and what do they attribute those to? I didn't like this. I didn't really like this because it's like the, the test, it only gives you two options, right? And it's with kids. So it's like kids don't really know a lot, right? There are some more intuitive than others, but in reality, it's like they don't really know. What, like they just kind of go off what whatever. Um, but there's only two There's only two answers. Do you know what I mean? Yep. So it's like they have to pick one. So in that way, the, the, the experiment is kind of like skewed sort of, or it's like not really giving kids. Well, why, why isn't there a third option? where it's like neither doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? Right. So I think this video in a way it's like kind of, it was based off of a model. It was a newer video, but it was, I think it was based off of like an experiment that was done like the 1940s or something like that. So it's kind of like an older, uh, older uh, experiment, but being done in a newer age, I, th- I feel like it's being put out there to kind of like propagate maybe racism or stereotypes or generalizations. Yeah in younger kids and being put forth to kind of be like, well, see, like, isn't this bad? Maybe not. Maybe I'm misreading that. But like, you, I feel like if you're doing an experiment and there's only two options, they have to pick one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So what are they going to do? Yeah, no, I actually read that. She sent you the same DM as she sent me on that. Okay. And it was, I think episode 77 where we talked something briefly about that. But uh, yeah, but we're going to be having uh, uh, some more conversations with her. And we'll talk about that, and then we'll talk about uh, the reason why we want to have her on, which is kind of a follow-up episode to last week's episode. (laughs) But anyways, okay, so we're going to work on getting out of here. So, Kristen, this thing that you're going to do, this are you doing it this weekend? Yeah. And what is it called again? Biofeedback therapy. Biofeedback therapy. I'm going to want to know how that went as soon as you get done with that. Do you have any closing words? I don't. Uh, Thanks for all the nice messages people sent made me feel good because i listened to the episode and i just like tore myself apart and yeah but you do that anyway yeah i know but it was nice to be able to shut that negative mindset out with you know okay okay so while we're on that subject when we post on spotify we can leave questions for the listeners so (laughs) she's giving you like the double stink eyes she's like what's he up to?" so i post a question would you like to hear more from Kristen? no and I'll just read I'll a few cry. of them. One of them said, yes, she's interesting to say the least. Thank you. Next one. I thought this was funny. As long as Buckley stops pulling her pigtails and teasing her, <laughs> sure, she's good for the show. Cool, spooky girl. Thank you. Which I not, love that. You're not spooky to me. Everyone cool. calls me spooky. Well, I like it. Cool, no, spooky, definitely. Hell yeah. And another one, and this is from, it looks like a Melissa, so it must be a chick. Uh, great show. Glad to hear Kristen's doing well. 
love it when she's on. Ah, see, I love you. Thank so, you. So thank you, everybody. Yeah, we've gotten a few more emails and some stuff. Uh, we got a lengthy email from one of our listeners who happens to be a Jehovah Witness. Buckley's oh, mom. Yeah. Oh, God. No, no, no. No, no just hold on. So no. so uh, we're going to try to get him on and have a discussion, just like hey, cool. we, how we had Nate, the conspiracy Catholic, on. Uh, we're going to be getting him back on. We've got some follow-up stuff to do with him. So those will probably be all like additional bonus episodes. Uh, we have some locals that want to come on the show, so things are probably going to ramp up a little bit. But the last week, <sighs> I was really stressed. Since last episode, and I apologize, the episode went out late, went out Thursday, like late in the afternoon last week. I had a very stressful day last Thursday. The show took a little bit of extra time to put out that I anticipated. I had to get all my work done. I had to make sure everything was all set because I was going to be gone for four days. Anyways, it all worked out, except for the 1000 bucks I spent on my dog on Thursday, on Sunday. But we have pet insurance, so we'll be getting that back. I didn't. Oh, I know. But you, your bill was half of mine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I know, Buckley. It definitely sucks. So we were swapping fucking emergency vet stories the other night. Ah! Uh, but anyway, Buckley, uh, I'm going to take what you said earlier as your closing words, unless you have something additional. Fuck it. I don't. Okay, cool. So uh, we just touched on a few things briefly. Basically, we wanted this week's show, now that Kristen's going to be back more often. I believe it when I say it. We I'll want, be here. We wanted to give you a little preview of three of the big topics that we're going to be covering over the next month. And I think you're going to find it very interesting. So if you didn't really care for this episode, we get it. It's all good. But be looking forward to some cool stuff because we're going to deep dive on we're going to be talking about Antarctica and the North Pole, aka Hyperborea. Be looking forward to that. We're gonna we're gonna really go deep dive on that. We are going to be talking about the Stargate Project, and we're going to be talking about the Gateway Experience. The Gateway Experience. The Gateway Experience. So uh, we got some documents that were gotten from the CIA through FOIA requests, not our FOIA requests, but we got the documents, and uh, we're going to get into it. You guys are really going to enjoy it. So, you know where to find me, Instagram, Ron from New England, and the Wicked Planet Podcast. You know where to find Buckley, at Tristan.A.Buckley, also on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter, at Ron from NE. I'm getting kind of all set with Twitter already. Fuck Twitter. I, You know, I was really liking it for a while. What a fucking shit show that is. Fuck Twitter. Fuck and Elon not that Musk. Instagram is any better, but I still think Instagram is better. Like, like Twitter is just, it's, it's fucking shit show. Uh, Kristen, you can find her at iridescence919 on Instagram. We'll be putting the links in the show notes. Did you pick up any followers after last show? I did. Yeah. Thanks for following my page. And for those that also did the additional follow on my deer and crow page, appreciate you trying to grow that big time. And if you know what, I'm kind of done with iridescence919. So if anyone's got a better name that better describes me for an online alias, we're taking demon from we're hell. taking suggestions for that i'm gonna put that into spotify question for this episode demon from what hell. do you recommend for Kristen's new instagram handle yep and i'm gonna use it for discord as well so what should my online presence really be because iridescence isn't yeah i got a colorful soul but you know it's there's i like the spooky and you know the people demon yeah there's something better than from that Hell. Demon from hell, maybe. I don't know. All right. Well, thanks, both of you guys, for showing up. And, uh, what? I show up every week. <clears throat> I know you do. Oh, okay. So I just said I was thanking you for that. 
Okay. And uh, so anyways, what else? Yeah, join the Telegram chat. Again, all kinds of weird shit goes on over there. It's like its own little world. And, uh, and if you want to email us, of course, still for now, the Wicked Planet Podcast at gmail.com. Send your dating applications there as well. Oh, for Kristen. We're no. still waiting for applications. Now I need to make a proper list of my qualifications. Like what, you know. All right, come up with a mock uh, like application oh God. thing and send it to us. Do a whole post on it. We'll put it out. <clears throat> and the other thing, you had it on there and you took it off. You got to put it back on there. What? Is co-host of the Wicked Planet oh, podcast. Yeah, I can add that. I throw that up there. And Buckley still hasn't done that. I don't understand what his fucking problem is with that. Because <laughs> I don't care. But anyways. Uh, I, do, I do a little bit, but not a lot. I know you do, but I still think you should do that. Okay. so <laughs> We're introverts, damn it. We like to hide behind a mic. Well, that's what you're doing. I just want to be a super, I want to be as underground as possible. Yeah. Well, you're out now. So like, I want to be the guy with the suitcase of adrenochrome, like going through a tunnel to deliver it to like, you know, I don't know, vampires in some like underground bar. I bet vampires, that sense? I bet vampires buy more adrenochrome than even Hillary Clinton. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Ron from New England signing <laughs> off. Bye. Buckley out! <laughs>